Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we're trying a different format now, uh, so wherever you're hearing this from, uh, great. Let us know what you think about it. Um, today's topic is integrity on the series of our Black Belt Principles. Um, Mr. J, do you want to open us up with anything in particular? Well, certainly. Um, one of the things that has been resonating with me lately is um, how we sometimes feel like integrity is a, a stagnant value. And uh, I, would, I would say that as time goes on and we grow in the martial arts and we grow in our lives, that integrity actually develops within us. And in class, of course, we teach that we can learn more from our failures than we do our successes. And of course, we'd like to learn from others' failures rather than our own. But uh, um, when it comes down to integrity, the importance of making sure that we understand that we grow um, with our honesty and we grow with our integrity. And uh, that's kind of the theme that I'm going to discuss today. Great. Um, do, you want, do you have any examples of uh, in your life or in other people's lives of uh, seeing or needing to rely on your integrity? Well, yes, um, a lot of it, I, I feel like um, in today's society, we are quite distracted. I don't think, you know, if we even listen to this podcast, we're trying to do two things at the same time. And a lot of that uh, just brings us, hopefully, listening to the podcast gives us the opportunity to, uh, to initiate some self-reflection. But I would, I would say that is primarily one of the characteristics that's missing in our society is we don't have time to self-assess um, self to determine whether or not we are, um, are getting, you know, if we know who we are, if we have the ability to even identify what our values are or if we are dependent and relying on someone else or some other source to tell us what values we should um, adopt. And the example that, that comes to mind uh, typically is you know, when we're teaching is, um, for example, uh, when we're doing a technique such as a sidekick and we're hitting the heavy bag, when we're working with a student, one of the things that happens is you know, they'll look to us for um, approval, look to us for acceptance. And you know, commonly, you know, they're, they're questioning, you know, did I do it right? And as much as I would like to say yes, um, you did it right. The real question is, we hope that they would grow into, would be asking themselves, what am I missing? And, you know, one of the discussions we have that if somebody starts questioning themselves, that would be inferior, inferring that they have uh, a lack of confidence. But I would, I would say that what happens is they're just being honest with themselves um, and wanting to make sure that they have some barometer of whether or not they have integrity. Because for me, integrity in my life has always been, I look back on any choice or anything that I've made, and I say to myself, like, uh, did I follow, like me personally, I say, do I follow the other black belt principles? I think integrity is that reflection that you put um, towards yourself to make sure that you are growing. I think it's the thing that says, like, look, I made a mistake. I wasn't very courteous. I could have said that different. Um, look, you know, I probably shouldn't have, you know, farted as a joke in front of, you know, the girl that I was taking on a date or something like that, you know. But you always go back and you look at 
you know, yourself and what actions you did and if they were true to yourself. I feel like integrity, you know, to me, I always think inside, you know, how you think, how you are uh, trying to shape your behaviors. I think that this is like the, mm, I don't, I'm not acting how I should or I'm not listening as good as I should or I'm not, you know, speaking my mind the right way or, and I'm not true to myself, I feel like is what integrity really uh, means and, and brings about in the world. I think that some people like to think of integrity as just, you know, true honesty sometimes. Like, uh, you'd be able to tell your friend or family member or whatever bad news or uh, you tell them they look fat in that dress or yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> well, some of that I would, I would identify would be poor judgment. Mm-hmm. But, but the ability to have that self-reflection, um, I think in, intrinsically doing that is a major component of integrity. When typically we say, well, if you're in, you, know, you're, you, you don't cheat your taxes, you don't lie, you know, um, but I would I would say really the, the core of integrity is questioning your your values and your beliefs, and you know one of the things that I find th- and that's why I'm presenting is that you know we don't have enough time for self reflection because we're busy, and um, you know that's you know, just the course. It, it's easier it's easier not to worry whether or not we're right. It's easier to defer to someone else and to stay within our group rather than to face the internal conflicts that, that follow us. Um, rights, right changes. You know, if we're going to be honest, the right thing changes. Example, uh, Billy. Little Billy's doing push-ups. And as an instructor, you know, I'll say, you know, Billy, those are push-ups. You know, and Billy's going to, of course, think that they are. But I could shame him into questioning that. But what happens is, then what happens, he's going to continue to look outside to determine whether or not um, he's doing push-ups so he doesn't get shamed. The concept and the idea is, are those push-ups correct for Billy? And if Billy is six, everything's going to be all right. You know, he's trying really hard. He hasn't done push-ups before. We're going to encourage that. Is it the same push-up when he's nine? What about when he's 17? We would, we would say that Billy's right has changed as far as the reference of push-ups. Now, we can go into that and expand that as martial artists to say, well, well what about this technique that we're teaching? Um, we're te- teaching the five swords technique, you know, which was great, or the star block, which is one of my favorites. Well, the star block is, you know, nobody, you don't lift your hand and do those blocks in, you know, self-defense. But why do we still teach that? Well, you did it. Is it a classical move? Is it an antiquated move? Is it a good exercise for the shoulder? You know, these are things that we want to be able to... Um, you know, question, and it would be disingenuous of me as a teacher not to have a student practice that self-reflection. I think that if um, we, a lot of the things that you bring up when we have these discussions is that everything is internal and you focus on yourself and nothing is external, you know, your right is your right, somebody else can be right about something else. And I think that that's true to a degree, but, you know, it, it does seem like the same kind of excuse, you know, that people use when they don't want to go to the gym mm. or they, uh, you know, don't want to clean their house. It's like, oh, well, I had to work eight hours today. Um, I'll do my laundry later. Or um, I had a really hard day at work, so I'm going to hit the gym really early tomorrow. But those things never happen. 
And I think it's one of those things where it's like, when you present some obstacle, your brain will find any excuse to use that obstacle in any in place of any other decision that you could make. Say, you know, well, I work from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then I have an hour break and then I go to my second job and I work from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. and then I get home. There are plenty of people out there who then will wake up at 4 a.m., hit the gym, eat breakfast, make their lunch, go to work and do the whole thing every single day. And there are those people who will fit therapy inside that as well and there are people who will, you know, um, wake up even earlier. I mean, The Rock is a really good example too. He's like, um, if I have to be at work at 7 a.m. and I'm filming a 12-hour day, then I get up four hours before that, so I'm up at 3 a.m. And if I had to get there at 6 a.m., then I wake up at 2 a.m. And I found that really almost inspirational in the sense that it's like, you know what, that really should be the mentality that you have. You know, if, if you're using the excuse you can't find time to do self-reflection, then you're never going to ever be looking inward. You're always going to be making excuses for your downfalls. Oh, most definitely. The, the fact that we can self-reflect and realize that typically when we violate uh, the rules of integrity, the first individual that gets compromised is ourselves. We typically lie to ourselves and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow and, and I'll do it next week. I won't, I'll do my life. When you should say, I, I won't have time to do this. So like Dwayne Johnson, like you're talking about, he'll, of course, get up earlier, which is, you know, which is a great inspiration. But, you know, for every individual that, you know, we teach in class, you know, there's right and then there's knowing you're right. And then just going through that process of having the strength to question your position and your value and what you're going to manifest from those decisions is is important. I totally agree. I think the the final bits of integrity where it talks about having a character of trustworthiness to the degree that you're incapable of being false, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think that when you really break that down, um, it's again an outward demonstration. I think any behavior is you know, uh, reflected in the, in the people around you. And I feel like if, you know, you're up every single day working out, you know, it'll show in your, you know, physique or, uh, you'll lose the pounds you want to lose or whatever it is. And if you want to reflect internally, you'll be okay with people not liking you or having issue with you because you know, in your heart of hearts, you're doing everything you know is right. Like you said, there's a difference between being right and knowing you're right. So there's that external component of saying, you know, when, when you go to work and you have to be at work at 9 a.m. and you're there every single day, five, ten minutes early, and one day of, you know, a year, you're late, I don't think anyone's going to bat an eye at you just because they know something must have happened. And I feel like in most instances, when you're really, like, put together and you have all those, you know, you're demonstrating a, a character, basically, of trustworthiness to the degree that there's no way on earth that you could possibly ever have been making a mistake, that um, people will start to look at you as someone to rely on, someone to um, confide in, someone to, uh, you know, almost, almost like a clock, you know? You're going to be there on time every single day, then they don't have to worry about you. They trust that you're going to get there. If you're getting your work done in time, you're never late on a deadline. You're, um, you know, whatever it is, you get your 
taxes filed January 1st, you're one of those people, you know, it's, it would be, uh, it would be hard pressed to say that people aren't looking to you as the, the one to rely on, regardless of any other, you know, shortcomings or downfalls in your life, you know, I think that like, even if you had the crappy beater car and, you know, uh, lived in a trailer park, but you were on time everywhere, you were respectful, responsible, I think people would still come to you, even if they were in their million dollar mansion, you'd be the person that they call for help. And um, that comes from having that character rather than, you know, finding time just to, to think about stuff. I think it definitely requires that to get to a place to be able to do something like that. Um, if you can't sit there and, and think to yourself, like, am I doing everything I can to be honest with the things I set in front of me? Did I say I was going to do the laundry? Did I say I was going to wash the dishes? Did I say I was going to work out? And then if you didn't, it's like if you can't even rely on yourself, it's like no one else is going to be coming knocking on your door for help. Yes, um, but for myself, I th what has been rattling me is um, looking for others for their approval to determine whether or not um, we're, we're living a life of integrity. Oh, for sure. Rather than um, looking at ourselves and, like you said, finding an excuse, mm -hmm. basically lying to ourselves on the day before that we were going to do something and then not following through on that, mm -hmm. um, on that, on that reason or finding an excuse or finding um, a, a pattern that we simply don't follow through on. And I think that is where um, our own personal, we, we can't learn to trust ourselves and that reverberates. Exactly, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that the world we live in is kind of scary now where uh, you're allowed to change your opinions and emotions and feelings on a dime. And I don't think when you really sit down and, and you know, think about it, like, you know, you're saying we all need to, I, I don't think that we get into that same mindset. I mean, I, I really think that uh, as an individual, it takes a long time for you to grow and change. Less so when you're, you know, little like a kid, like six years old, like Billy doing push-ups. But um, I, I do think that like, you know, as you, as you get older, even in the ages of like 14, you know, you start going to yourself, you know, like, what do I actually think? You know, you start getting a, a, a real head on your shoulders and have to start asking yourself, like, who am I? You know, what kind of character do I want to portray? You know, you can change, you know, political beliefs, religious beliefs, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think that you as a, as a person really grow and change without, you know, sitting back and asking yourselves, you know, what excuses am I using to not do the thing that I asked myself to do? Yeah, I, I, I totally concur. Uh, the, the challenge really is that we look outside for, we look, not outside, we look at our social group mm -hmm. and those that are in our circle of influence for their approval mm -hmm. and for their recognition um, when, to be honest with ourselves, we need to look inside and actually identify our own values. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when there's something that you, we are doing that is different than um, uh, what the group says, that you know you have to do a lot of soul searching, mm -hmm. and I think um, that you know just that that concept and that taking the time in your day in your life, you know to you know turn off the music, um, you know spend a moment where it's just you and your own thoughts, and thinking about you know what 
you know, what is my value system? You know, where where do I need to improve? What can I do to improve? Um, That's why I like going to the gym, um, like particularly. I mean, you sit there and you, you struggle with a little tiny, uh, you know, should I add five pounds onto the weight right now? Should I do one more rep? Should I do one more set? And you have to say to yourself, you know, like, ah, it would be way easier to say no, no, no to all those questions and then end your workout and go home and say, look, I worked out, I went to the gym. But the people who throw that five pounds on, do one more rep and one more set are the people who you aspire to be. When you're scrolling through TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, see the video of the guy or girl lifting the weight that you want to lift and saying, man, I wish I looked like that, you know, they're doing things you're not doing. You're scrolling, watching them do the thing you wish you were doing instead of actually getting out there and doing the thing. And I think that that's a a really big opportunity that people miss out on. You know, we sit there and we look at all these other people and compare ourselves to them saying, ah, I wish I was that. I wish I was this instead of actually doing the thing. If you wish it, you have to go make it happen. You know, it's not going to come to you. You're not going to wake up one day with, you know, six pack abs and, uh, you know, being able to do a triple backflip as much as we'd like to. It's just, that's not how the world works. You got to be true to yourself and say, if I want it, if I really want it, then I have to be willing to do the work or I don't want it. Yeah, there, there's a cost. And, and, and that's, you know, you know, that's one of the, the concepts, you know, is, you know, there's a, there's a cost. You have to have the emotional capital to pay that cost. Yeah, integrity is the one thing I think I've spent the most time in my life thinking about. I think being uh, the only other thing I think about integrity as um, prominent is uh, you know you're true to yourself when you're not a different person around different groups of people. You know that you're honest and, and reliable when you can have the same conversation with your boss as you would with your parents as you would with your friends in the same manner too. It's one of the reasons why I don't swear. As a teacher, it would be extremely inappropriate of me to, you know, drop f drop f bombs in, you know, a six you know six year old class. It would it would be you know, you'd lose all your students instantly. Um, but if you know, I don't want those six year olds to look at me different in ten years, then I have to make sure that I portray myself in the same manner in all aspects of my life. And so you have to say to yourself, what is the truest I can be to myself? And the most respectful I can be to others. And I think you find that common, you know, if you picture it like a bell curve, you'd find the tip of that bell curve, and that's where you want to be. You know, you get those people who are millionaire billionaires who drop F-bombs every day, and they're on one end of the spectrum. And you get those millionaire billionaires who, you know, are in church every Sunday with their, you know, loving wife and two kids and a white picket fence, you know. And I think that's the other end of the bell curve. And I don't think either of those are 100% honest. I think that it would require you to be a little bit more giving of what you wish you could do in that same sense of, man, I wish I could, you know, be swearing and saying all this profanity. And also, I wish I would absolutely not swear and say all that profanity. So, you know, you end up saying things like, oh, that hurt like a butt cheek on a stick, you know, or... Uh, flubber nuggets that hurt so bad and you come up with um, replacements that aren't offensive and can get somebody to um, acknowledge the you don't have any words to express the uh, emotion you're feeling 
and uh, you don't have to make them feel uncomfortable, insulted, or offended by, you know, swearing. And I think that that's a big thing that people will do with different groups of people, especially, you know, 20-year-olds like, you know, me would, you know, swear and smoke weed and drink alcohol around with their friends, and then they'll go to their parents' house and they'll pretend that they don't do any of that sort of thing. And they're the perfect goody-two-shoes. And I think that that two-facedness will come back well, to haunt you in life. I think it's just hard to live. I think it would be hard to live in, in multiple worlds. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, how, how could you? So, but, um, yeah, so you, you're right. You need to be true to yourself. And I think the only way to do that is, is really to give some... Give yourself some self-reflection, and that it, it creates, you know, th- th- there's there's a cost to developing your integrity. You, you really have to be strong. People are going to challenge you. I mean, everybody's got different beliefs and different. Everyone has different experiences. They've made different choices, which have brought them to different places in their life, and they're going to express those ideas in our circle of influence. You know, we can agree with it, we can disagree with it, but the question isn't whether or not that is what we are doing is looking at their choices and values, but whether or not we have the capacity to look at our own. And uh, I would present that in order to look at one's own bias, look at one's decision that they're not going to use profanity, use the decision whether or not they are going to use profanity, wanting to, um, using that as the example we had, um, I I would say that that takes a lot of, of emotional capital, you have to be able to calmly look at that and um, understand that it's a, that it's difficult. It's a challenge. And then we say, "Well, what happens if you grow and you decide I'm not going to use profanity anymore?" Well, you know, there's com- it, you make a promise to yourself. Sometimes, you know, it's hard. Totally agree. Well. Uh, Make sure you leave a like, comment, uh, subscribe, and we'll be back with you next week.